This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Welcome to Liberty Now. I'm your host, John Verd. Thank you for stopping by. This is the show for discerning minds and common sense. We seek the truth and we can think for ourselves. I'll be here dropping truth bombs every Saturday at 10 p.m. and chatting with you about stuff that matters to you and me and everyone we know. We'll follow the stories behind the headlines. We'll ask questions and talk to people who are taking action. Today we're having a conversation about workers' rights, and I'm uh, talking to Matt McCartan of UTU. We're going to get into that in just a moment, but uh, Matt is also kind of a crusader like me, and uh, we, it was just sort of a chance meeting. I have a good friend who was working at uh, Caltex and talking about how the working conditions were not so great, and uh, he mentioned Matt, who was actually taking some action about the employer to uh, bring some justice. Uh, we'll get into that as well. But uh, it was just funny chance meeting. Matt, uh, his last name is McCartan. My grandmother's last name was McCarty. Hey, Matt. Um, and we both come from Ireland or our family, part of our family heritage is there, which is kind of cool. Uh, it turns out we both have the same middle name, Patrick, which is hilarious. And you also lived in the hometown that I grew up in, in Spokane, Washington, which, you know, most people haven't even heard of. So, uh, and then here we are meeting for the first time on air, on air in New Zealand. Kind of funny, small world, eh? Well, on the other side of the earth, that's right. Really. Yeah, yeah. But, but like almost on every other New, New Zealander, at least I know where it is. And, yeah, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, it's funny, I think, uh, you know, your average New Zealander knows about uh, world geography a little better than the average American. I'm ashamed to admit, but sure. well, that's because we're small, so we look outward. You know, we're <laughs> Americans. Looking, you know, so yeah. yeah. Well, Matt, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, thank, thank you very you. much for for taking some time to chat, and I'd really like to um, help get the word out about what you're doing. It's not a traditional trade union, but almost no. like an ununion, right? Where, I guess, the members uh, pay dues uh, to support like legal representation, but uh, there's like no union meetings like a traditional union and you're, you're supporting workers across all industries, uh, but especially those that are most vulnerable. Am, am I getting that right? Oh, well, thank, well, thanks for having me on, John. It is yeah. a, a humorous thing. Uh, I don't think I, I go around and parade my, uh, my Irishness as much as my mild, my Maori my, my side for obvious re, re, yeah. reasons. <laughs> Um, yes, but a bit of irony. We both our middle names are Patrick. My father was an Irish immigrant, and yep. uh, my mother is Napui or, or Maori, and so um, born here, of course. And um, so yeah. it is one of those things. This is a new project, and it's not been tried anywhere else, you know. And um, yeah, I've what unions, yeah, you unions will only look after members, right? So if 60% of the private sector can't even join a union, well, then the unions are irrelevant. And I think with the growing workforce um, is that 
the unions are irrelevant in their present forms. They just are, you know? And right. so that unions have, have I think, have um, erroneously have decided they can't do it all. And so they've retreated back to the public service and they've retreated back to big, to big, to big employers. What they do is they organize bosses. So, you know, if you work at Air New Zealand or you're a teacher, you join the union. When you're right. no longer a, te a te teacher or finish at, 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 at Air New Zealand, you're not in the union. So uh, it doesn't work. So our thing is, is different saying is we will help anybody. Right? So yeah. that's the first thing. Unionist, an injury to one is an injury to all. We are determined by our weakest link. So we will help people. So it's a mix of volunteers there. Uh, we've, as from two weeks ago, we started to take mem membership. So, you know, we think, because I've been, we've been working on the project now on under the radar for yeah. uh, two years now. So you've been kind of doing this out of a personal passion, I guess, before you formally organized it. Yeah. Well, I have done, uh, yeah, I've been a political organizer and I've been a union organizer um, and a campaign campaigner now all my adult life. So it's not new to me. It's just a question of how, how do it. And most of the workforce now is, you know, it's the gig economy now, it's, it's, it's subcontractors, the days of, um, of permanent work is, um, is getting smaller and smaller. Yep. for the generations which are around now. So how do we as social justice activists actually walk our talk? That, that's really it. And so for me, I've done a number of projects which have been reasonably successful, but this one is, in my view, the most important one I've ever done, which is about the most of the workforce now is in the grey economy. Yeah. And they don't have any security work at the times of kind they have very little rights. So the only access they have is going to a labor inspector, a labor ins if, if a worker is in trouble, they can go to a lay labor inspector, the labor inspectors, that's the government fund funding, you know, the, 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 the bureaucracy, right. They take a case for you as an individual. They don't. Right. And so they just apply the law. That's all right. they do. And so you saw you saw a niche or, or a need out there. Um, t tell me, um, leading up to this, just just a little bit about your bio, your background, and and what led to this point. Um, you know, other projects you've done to to get to this point. Sure. Okay. Well, I was um, I worked for a corporation when I was in my twenties. You know, uh -huh. and uh, that was exciting but I thought I couldn't do that for the rest of my life, you know, sort of making some, someone else rich in a corporation. Is right. not really but yeah. Um, yeah, I'm grateful to have done it because it gave me a training and a, and a, um, an experience and skill sets, which would be very useful, but I've been in the um, on and off in the trade union movement. So when, when I was in my twenties, I was the president of one of the um, bigger unions at the time. Um, oh, yeah. uh, and that was a hotel and restaurant workers union, which, is that doesn't exist in its own entity now. So okay. I went through those struggles. Then I was um, was involved in the Labour Party because our union was affiliated to the late, late Labour Party. I then um, became the national president or the organiser for a breakaway from the Labour Party to the left. And then we made peace with the Labour Party and formed a coalition government in '99. So I was in Wellington, based in Wellington there. I was one of the coalition managers and the president of our party. Uh, then after that, I came up to Auckland, back to Auckland and set up um, 
union core unite which still exists today on my credit card and well, that's um, excellent. We see, we, yeah and so that was set it up to for fast food workers for restaurant and hotel work workers so that still exists today and that was really you know my stomping ground for previous years then i was asked by the labor party to go and be the chief of staff and that was based in parliament so i went down there uh, for three and a half years up to the previous election came back to auckland and started to think this is the project which is really the need needed so that's my quick sort of buyer yeah well so you definitely cut your teeth in the real world um and i guess it gave you uh an appreciation um sort of on the ground or at the grassroots for the people who are oh, actually sure. out and there my tribe. yeah i mean the working poor is my tribe you know i mean that's that's what drives my politics and yeah. um it's actually got worse and i think that's the same around the world so what i want to try and do is like everything everyone complicates things you can't do this you can't do that you need lots of money to do it well that's not how social justice campaigns they have they have them because people care and they like people like yourself you just say i will do this i will yeah. do my bit and that's how change it happens it doesn't change by committees and we just sit down and wait for funding and you know and all that it's, 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 it doesn't work that way yeah so this is this is a project that anyone can do and people are join, joining us and coming to support us but this is the first time we've kind of put a head up so we've been doing for the last couple of years the legal work because uh -huh. that's important right you've got to do the legal work it's been mainly in Auckland but um, as you know about someone that you know who worked at Celtics is that um, when you help people they talk to other people and so on and so on right so, and yeah I do want to talk about that that particular case uh, tell me the name of your organization and, okay. and how you came yeah, up with that right so we started off we had another a number of changes the one up until recently we've called ourselves as one union incorporated right so uh -huh. it was really a union the same sort of thing we will help anyone and it was one union like you know you don't it doesn't require you to be any type of worker you know yeah that's working. a really unique idea that that was kind of it struck is. me I, I haven't seen yeah. that before that's pretty cool well unite union we started off that's the first union i uh, we formed um back 20 year years ago 22 year years ago and that was the first its kind but it's morphed into a hospitality union you know tourism hospitality union. Uh -huh. but this will be the first we say it's not about membership based it's about a needs base so okay. our model has been about not building a bureaucracy and right. so if people get into you know get exploited or abused or mistreated or that we will help you so that's our thing so you start from that position so we've got our we've set up an apparatus it's it's auckland but with technology now you can do it across the country and half of our work now is, is outside of auckland yeah and as we build our infrastructure we'll build up offices and networks across the country so we've been thinking so the organization now is called um, UTU. 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 So, yeah. so initially it was it was United Trade Unionists. So that's you know the acronym for that. Right. But I'm because I'm Napui or Mal or Maori. That UTU in Maori terms for your uh, listeners, it's it, in brief trans 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 translations justice. So it's the Maori yeah. word for justice. It's justice for work for workers. The reason we call it a union, not in the traditional sense of union, but union has legal rights. So as a right. union, the law firm can't enter into a worksite. A union uh, can. It has the uh, rights to investigate and has legal authorities. Right. Also, because they're a member of the union, not 
a client relationship with a law firm, it gives me more rights, more flexibility. So that when you're in a legal engagement, when you have a client, it's, it, you know, you can work out it's a different relationship. So these are members of our union. So I can do their case and campaign. And that's important with the work we do because what they say is that if I take a case against somebody as a lawyer, I've got to keep my mouth shut. It's the process. As a union, you don't have to. And that's, that's why I want awesome. If you're just tuning in, this is John Verd on Liberty Now On Air, 96.9 Plains FM in Christchurch. Please be sure to subscribe on iTunes at Liberty Now On Air, and you can get the links, files, and show notes for this episode at libertynow.com. Okay, we're going to get back to the interview with Matt McCartan, and he was explaining a little bit about the difference between um, legal representation as an attorney versus uh, being a member of the union. So I've got a legal team here. We've got four in the team um, because you've got to do the casework, you know, because when someone asks for help, you know, that's the process. But we also do the campaigns, and that's and, that, and that's where we made our connection. So... Um, um, and so that's what I do. So it's Utu for Workers Union. You can go to our website, if you don't mind me just doing Yeah, please program. do. Yeah, what is the website? It's it's, it's utu.org.nz. Nice. So people go and read a bit more about But look, this is our mission, or co-papa. It's that we will help everyone who needs help if we can. Right. So that's where, 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 where we stand. And so, um, you know, because people only have a choice of getting a lawyer and they can't afford it. Right. Most of the people in this country, they can't afford it. That you get, there's not ju ju justice and you get all the law that you can afford and that's how it works. Right. And so, in particular, uh, some of the people that you're representing or that, that are involved with your, um, you know, workers union are some of the most vulnerable, right? Maybe ang English isn't their first language. No, it isn't. Um, well, you've got 300, New Zealanders would, would, would be a bit shocked by this, but you've got, uh, 350,000 people on temporary visas in this country. Wow. And they have sponsored by an employer. So many might be okay, but the ones that we come across has been systemic exploitation. You know? yeah. So the implicit deal, what my experience is, each community exploits its own. So the Chinese yeah. um, are exploited by Chinese, Koreans by Koreans, Indian by Indian, and, and, and et cetera. Um, right. Not so much um first world sort of countries because those immigrants or, or people who, who, who are here tend to know and feel comfortable in the kind of the western way of the laws you know and right. they don't expect just um deep corruption uh whereas those who come from other countries expect it and it's it it, it comes about so right. we take a different approach to each group so probably about we're well over half of our work is in the migrant exploitation because that's the most extreme. And yep. I would say it's not about race, it's about greed. And yeah. all they see someone who's vulnerable and they build their business model on it. What I'm finding now though, so we started off where it would be mainly some communities um, were more so than others. So the worst community we find is actually the Indian community. And it might be because in India, there is a class system and it seems to be yeah that the caste system is yeah I've, I've been hearing yeah 
that so there is they're kind of fighting that even in in India, but there are remnants of that still, eh? Oh, it's very strong. And so, what it is is that you know the mapping of that continues. So we see quite organised trafficking, if you like, which brings people in, bonds them in, and then and then they're trapped. The Chinese community would 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 be the next, but theirs is a different type. This is where they pay for jobs. And then they pay pay their own way sort of for wages. Where the Indian community is more, they give everything back over four hundred bucks is the going rate, and it's back wow. in cash and so on and so on. And they but theirs is about working long hours, so they are working right. between sixty five and eighty hours a week. You know, wow, as, that's really as, as hard. But they're doing that for four hundred bucks a week, Jeez. and so that's the that's the most vicious, the most greed. Then you've got others like a group a group of workers who I who I've solved so I can't um, name them. But this was a, a massage parlor, not a brothel, a massage parlor. Yeah, yeah. Thai work sort sort of. Well, it's important to make the distinction, right? Because yes, right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, you know, there's different sorts of exploitation. Yeah, right? and different and, kinds of workers. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a masseuse, and then there's um, and then there's a prostitute, and there's different exploitation around there. Right. Your, your listen there but this was a case of, of legitimate uh, massage place but during the COVID period they still had to pay the boss their money oh wow so they had to, so the boss would provide them with a loan shark and the loan shark would lend them the money to give to the boss and then pay and then they had to pay 10 percent a month wow upwards so it was 10 percent a month well and now as an employer i don't know if it was the case across all industries but weren't they receiving government money too for the employees over this period like a lot of industries did yes get. oh well in the end um almost definitely but what yeah. they did is they settled it real real fast when i said well you can do this two ways you want uh -huh. to explain your 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 yourself that you'll have that opportunity I will give you that opportunity. <laughs> I like that. Excellent. Yeah. I'll give and, you that opportunity in front of somebody sitting in the and picture. So, and so they settled that that that, that one. Excellent. Um, what's happened now, you see, it used to be communities, a bit like the mafia and the Italians in New York. You know, so, so this is not new to the world. Right. Uh, immigrants. Are, 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 it's come more deeply um, embedded now where it's increasing to... Um, white New Zealand employers are doing it now. Yeah. And that's and that's the nasty turn where it's becoming and what I'm finding is with corporations now, um, they franchise out their businesses or their chains, their brands, and the contracts are so tight, the franchisees are tempted to then exploit their workers to make a buck. And that's right. in a pizza hut. It's happening in Challenge, it's happening in Caltex, it's happening in Z. And those are the ones I know of. Yeah, so, you, do so you want to tell us a little story about the one, like the most recent one with uh, Caltex without, you know, naming names, yeah. but- uh, Yeah, with Caltex, I've got it, yeah. Well, Caltex is a national brand and it's not the first time I've come yeah. across this one. So I'm not going to, um, if it's an exception, you know, oh, okay, we'll sort, sort it out. But this is where they won't go. This has started off as a, um, a bullying exercise. Now, this has been going on for a long time. And so the worker uh, involved in this was a manager of the site. And his wife had got pregnant. And he had been working 10 hours extra a week, or 10 to 15 hours e e extra a week for no wage. 
So it was 40 wow. hours he was paid, he was paid, paid for. Oh, this is at the lower end of the exploitations, can, can I say, which, wow. which is disappointing, yeah. right? So this is, it was 15, 10 to 15 hours a week. And he wanted a visa and he, you know, and, and that's the way it works. You know, so he knew that that's what he had to do to keep his job and to keep the peace. He's in a strange country, had a young wife. Um, she got pregnant then the baby was going to be born. Then he said, look, I can't work free the extra 10 to 15 hours a week because I need to be at home and we need to look after our, our baby because obviously the baby, uh, the wife is at home and, you know, and, and with the baby. That's when it all turned to custard. So then he gets, no, 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 that's not acceptable. And then after that, when he couldn't make that concession, well, he wouldn't, he couldn't, he had baby, and quite rightly. So he was yeah. um, bullied out of his job to a, 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 over several months, just brutal, just brutal. He basically had a breakdown. Oh, wow. Um, and then the lawyer from the other, anyway, they tried all sorts of things. Uh, and yeah. since this has come out, I've had now eight cases of people who have approached me with the same employer saying as they were bullied themselves. Sometimes it just takes that first person making a stand, right? Or, or getting some help yeah. to bring out the other and cases. It's not like this person had. You know, they, they just forced the position. They got no choice because he he was then lost his job. You know, he went to see the boss and said, I can't handle this sort of anymore. You know, the stress and that and goes, and he goes, well, if you don't like, 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 like it, leave. And he goes, I wow. need to go home. Um, and he says, right, you left job. You're now resigned. You're sacked, you know, like, 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 right. And then that, that's it. Um, and during the COVID period, even though that petrol stations are over, open for example i'll say it first started he just coughed it wasn't a COVID cough he just coughed then the employer then used that as the excuse to oh, lay him off wow and even though he got checked with the doctor and got a clearance within a day he was laid off for six weeks with no pay oh. and, no, 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 no. and when Quite he came clear. back they demoted him from the manager of the store to um to a four court ten attendant only casual and, wow. then, and, and so this was it. when he couldn't take take taking it, we went back and they said, well, then he walked and you know, he said, I've got to go home. And he says, right, if you walk out, well, you're, you're sacked. Um, so that's where it all started. When a worker like this loses their job, then they can get deported. So that's right. the control. Right. So that's, yeah, that's not fair. So then they get the deportation. No, no, I was leave. Now he had a young wife, young baby, just born, didn't have a job, so distressed didn't want to take the case, just didn't want to get deported and wanted a chance, you know. So it took right. months for him to get to move to find to to another town, to find another job, only a part-time job, but at least he's allowed to stay in the country. Now that he's done that, then he would like to take the case. So I always say to workers, look, I know how hard it is. So what I say, you don't have to do it immediately. You've got time. So he has recovered enough now and feels that he can take the or would like us to take the case on. So I've been engaging with the uh, other side. And the bullying just continues today. So I got a letter from the lawyer um, this week threatening, uh, you know, as they do, sort of libel and um, and, and, and thing. But right. I wrote a column for Herald uh, in Auckland here for 10 years and um, a political column. And so I know all about defamination, you know, about, yep. about, <laughs> uh, about what it is and what it's not, you know. Right. Um, so, so, so they don't need to tell me sort, sort of how, how, how to suck eggs because <laughs> it being true is a good defense for life. Right. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Is it true? Yeah. 
Is um, it true? Is it true? And Excellent. I say to them all the time, tell me which parts of it are untrue. Right, and I will, right. I'll remove them. No, no, no problem. Because I, I, I don't want to be dishonest and make up stuff which isn't true. I, I won't do it. Exactly. And, and that's how you deal with them. So look, our thing is, and partly why you and I are engaging is, I want to tell these stories. I put them on our website. I'm going to continue that. I'm going to name names. I'm not letting. So as a union, you see, we take the case. Yep. At the same time, I will campaign against them. So that's where they get upset. Because what they want to do right. is they say, well, you take us to court and we'll see you in a year's time. Right. They want to just then keep it in the shadows. Keep it in the shadow. Then they make a deal, which is confidential. You're not allowed to speak about, about it. Right. And think, you know, that's the law for the powerful. Right. If you and I broke the law, if we, you know, as I say to these bosses, if the work here stole a hundred grand from, from you, you'd pick up the phone and you'd call the cops, they'd turn up in their car, put the handcuffs on you and take you down to the cells, photograph you and fingerprint you yep. and have you up in front of the magistrate off to the court, named and shamed, and you probably go to jail. You certainly will have to be, you'll, you'll have to pay back some or all of the, the money back. You'll never get a job of trust again because your name will be in the public. That's what happens to ordinary people. Under yeah, the it is like a two-tier justice system often, isn't it? it? Exactly. So they say they like it that, that way. So I always say about the Treaty of Waitangi, and I say, you know, New Zealanders, well, they get, you know, they give, you know, everyone's got their own view on it. But here's how I explain it to people. I said, the Treaty of Waitangi was the founding document of this country. And in it, it said one law for all. Said, Amen. And so whether you are like me, descending back to the Tangata Whenua, you know, to the first people of the land who came here to build a better life, or you descend from those who came after the tree, 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 tree to build a better life, yep. or you got off an aeroplane this morning. Once your foot touches the soil, you are protected by the treaty. One law for all. And that's what I That's what Utu is. And so Utu means you must put things right. That I really, I like that a lot. Part of my appreciation for Waitangi Day is um, it's the day before my birthday. So I always get a little extra time. But it, now I've got uh, even more reason to celebrate it. Um, yeah, that's that's really good. I'm, I'm grateful and glad that there are people like you out there helping um, people, the underrepresented and uh, disadvantaged people, um, you know, we need more of that. Yeah. And it doesn't come from, I don't think you can expect that from uh, the bureaucracy, from the government, um, you know, I'm they puzzled. have their purpose in their place, but I, I think it's the private sector that needs to stand up and, you know, take on this work and, and you're doing that. Yeah, indeed. So people can join us, like, I'm done with a pitch. We just, yes, yeah, please. Tell us. Just, 10, just 10 bucks a month, right? Because we've got to fund the thing, but that, that won't fund it, but at least it'll pay the rent. And um, and what I just think, I so when people join join us, you know, they will always be helped, but eventually we want to spread across the country. And I want to set up an Utu team in every um, part of the country. And I want direct action because the community is going to have to own this, you know? So where we... Um, we haven't done done it yet, but I've got myself a truck and we've got an Utu squad and you know volunteers, and we will go visiting these criminals, or these bosses who 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 thing and say, you know, and and we will go and visit. We we'll have vigils outside their house. Vigils. <laughs> and call it vigils. Excellent. We're going to do it on Sundays. We'll call it Sunday school for sinners. We're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> and um, 
And they'll come out in their smoking jackets jacket and sing, oh, you're woken us up. It was all this. We need to wake up, wake up New, New Zealand. In a big way. They go, oh, you're blackmailing, bullying, all these big blackmailing, bullying, all right, but not from us, from you. And yeah. um, so in the end, we need the community to get up and say to exploiters, not in our community. That's awesome. Well, Matt, I really appreciate your time. Um, thanks for coming on the podcast. Is there any way uh, people can get a hold of you or, or what's the best way to reach you or find out well, more? Well, this time, well, they can give, they can give us a call. Can, it's Matt. They all come to me anyway, but it's uh, Matt with two Ts at utu.org.nz. Utu.org.nz. Yeah, or, or justice at utu.org.nz will come to us. We also have our 0800 number, 0800 368 so, oh, that's uh, a good one. Excellent. Great. Well, thank you again for coming on the show. And, um, my I, interview. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, and uh, we'll have to talk again down the track to see how sure. your new project is coming along. Sure. Thank you for having More me. Stories. All power to you, brother. Yeah, you as well. Take care.